0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a... What is today? It's a Monday as we record, but it's going to be a Tuesday when you hear this. It's late in the evening here at the Super Talk studios. But we thank you for tuning in here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there, taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream this time of night. Strange Brew Coffee might be the way to go, keep you awake. Joel might be doing that a little later. I don't know how much how much writing he's got left to do today.
1: No, I need to do some stuff, but it ain't happening. When we get done, I'm done. Call it on it a day. <laughs> I got you, I got you.
0: Uh, I want to thank... Uh, college corner college still time to get those holiday gifts taken care of you know you've got people in your family maroon and white maybe red and blue maybe black and gold whatever college corner can take care of you with that they've got the biggest and best selection in central mississippi if you're in the jackson area they've got two locations there to serve you in ridgeland they're by fleet feet and Flowood, with by the half shell or you can go online at college still time to get those gifts shipped out for christmas Speaking of Christmas, that means we're just a few weeks away from the end of the year. Let's make 2021 your business's most profitable year ever. You can do that with a quick phone call to Advantage Business Systems. Put those guys to work for you. Put fifty years, nearly 50 years of experience in this state helping businesses just like yours to work for you. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel. Yeah. Let's talk some MSU hoops. We'll start with the men. It's, it's a pretty simple situation, isn't it, with the men? You can't miss free throws like that. You just can't. It's amazing they were even in the game <clears throat> shooting free throws like that. And the, the darndest thing is you just needed one more. Yeah.
1: It still would have been a crappy free throw shooting night, uh, but had they just made one more in either regulation or the first overtime, you win the
0: game simple as that. Yeah, they were what, 9 of 22. 10 of 22 is still not good, but you win the game in regulation doing that. And they've got guys on the floor, a guy like Cam Matthews who, look, I understand that his, his defensive presence is something Howland likes, but right now he's a black hole. He's not scoring. He's not shooting free throws. None of it's working for him, and he needs to figure out what's what's going on there. Um, I mean, Javian Davis, that's a guy who could be averaging like 13, 14 points a game if he would just make his free throws. This team—it's obvious that Iverson Molinar's presence has steadied this team. And had he been there in uh, in Florida, I think they probably would have gotten one of those games. Which one of them they lost because of free throws? Because of free. This is this is two games where the margin of defeat was less than the number of free throws missed. I mean that that, that, that sums it up. And that's you know, I never really understand about coaching free throws, right? I have to. I make the assumption, and it's it's just an assumption because I'm not at practice. But they shoot free throws every day. They yep. probably shoot hundreds of them every day. In fact, I think it's at least a hundred every day for yeah. for every guy. Because that was
1: one of the things I asked Howland in post game was, you know, are you worried this is something that's going to get in these guys' heads? Like, how do you fix this kind of deal? And he was like, it's just you know these guys take about a hundred shots every day at least, free throw free throw wise. So, yeah. I... That's how you practice it. You go out there and you shoot free throws. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is to it. And that's just, the only way. You just have to get better at it. I mean, I, is there some technique to it? And, yeah, obviously there, there is. And, and, obviously, there's – you talked about uh, Matthews and Davis. I mean, look, they don't have to be world beaters at the free throw line, but they, they can't have, you know, a
0: combined one for eight. No. Nobody can have that. So, State drops the game in double overtime uh, to Dayton, now 3-3 three and three on the season. DJ Stewart looked like a superstar. There was that. I want to talk about that in just a minute, but by and large, I mean it was. What did I said before the game was? I want to see how this game plays out, and that's going to really help me figure out my, the rest of the season. I think this team is flawed. I think that you know, when you play that well, but you leave one thing out like that, that's not good, and it leads me to believe that it's going to continue to happen. I'm not saying that's always going to be free throws. It's going to be turnovers one night. It's going to be three point shooting one night. Although this team doesn't shoot a ton of threes, it just it just feels like this team is lacking that little that the technical term for it is mm. <laughs> they're lacking that mm, that gets them over the uh, the top, in my opinion. Now you mentioned DJ Stewart, I and mean, I was a little critical. I've been critical of him this year. That was an alpha dog performance ever there was one. What, what thirty three points in that game? Yeah, I think that's right. Thirty and something. He was over thirty. Um, just. Just in the zone for the most part uh, throughout the game. And he and Molinar really carried the team. Tulu Smith had a nice game as well, but then at the end, sort of, you know, missed a couple of key shots. The state did enough to win in this game. All right. If they just make their free throws, they win. So, I mean, it, 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 there's two ways of looking at it then. There's, there's, well, you know, that's two games in a row. So this is obviously going to be a problem that crops up more than once this year. I mean, I just think that Javian Davis is a poor free throw shooter. And unfortunately, his game lends him to get to the line a lot because he plays down low. Tulu Smith is not a great free-throw shooter Adu has never been a great free-throw shooter. Cam Matthews, obviously a poor free-throw shooter, and teams will target that. Uh, you know There'll be a, you know, a hack-a-cam uh, kind of offense is happening uh, or defense is happening down down the stretch in any game that stays close in. So that's one way to look at it. The positive way to look at it is, look, they missed all those free-throws, and they still should have won the game. And they should have won the game. The guy who hits the three-pointer in the first overtime, that was his first three-pointer of the season. And it's an unlucky uh, situation there. Which way do you lean? Maybe I'm in the minority. And y'all,
1: the ones of you that have known me here or elsewhere, um, I'm by and large always been known as the sunshine pumper kind of deal just because I'm always an optimistic guy by nature. And that comes through, like I've said many times in in work and, and the way I view not Mississippi State sports, but sports and life in general a lot of times. and. Maybe maybe you can blame what I'm about to say on on that, but at three and three, this team's better than I thought it would be. Ooh, okay. Because I kind of didn't <sighs> the way they've looked in the three and three. I mean, I feel like I'm a little higher on what DJ's done so far than what what you've been. Well, I mean, yeah, and and I mean, I know that that's coming off of his best performance too. Uh, uh, I think DJ's been very good. Tolu Smith is better than I thought he'd be productive but I think he's been better than I thought he'd be yeah um, Molinar's been better than I thought he'd be you really just need you need one other guy right right you, to do not not be a stud but yeah. just night in night out you feel like those three have to get it done That, that that's how you feel thing. like on the scene
0: you had five of those guys last year you had five guys that if any one of them was the leading scorer in the game you really wouldn't have batted an eye about it that was Weatherspoon, Carter, Woodard, Perry, and Stewart. You, all right, let's play, I don't know, I'm about to say truth or dare.
1: That's not what we're about to play. We're not playing that. <laughs> <laughs> truth, will, truth! Will there be a Mississippi State men's basketball game this year that the leading scorer is not Iverson, Molinar, DJ Stewart, or Tully Smith?
0: I mean, it seems very unlikely. It really does. The only way I could see it happening would be if Jalen Johnson got hot from three, who I think needs to move into the starting lineup. If he could just be a little bit more consistent. Or Javian Davis has a night where he makes free throws. I mean, he would have had... Well, he would have been well in the double digits the other day. And would have same the same one He had, he was in double digits against... Uh, I guess it was Jackson State, but he still missed a ton of free throws. I, I bring that up because, like, last year, I felt
1: like you could have a night where... And you did have some nights where Tyson didn't score all that much. Or when Woodard didn't score all that much. Or, I felt like you could have a night or two where y- your top guys didn't deliver, and you might could still win a basketball game. I feel like this is a season in which Molinar, Stewart, and Smith are going
0: to have to be in double figures, and one of them scoring 20-plus. And then you need to find one more guy to get 10, get 10 to 12 points. If you tell me every game I can get 20-plus out of one of those three, the other two are going to give me anywhere from 15 to 17, and I can get 10 from one other guy. So now I'm sitting on what? Let's say they both get 15, right? So that's 30, 50. I'm at 60 points. And now I just need like 10 more points total to get to 70. Defensively, this team is good enough to win games yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. But the reason that I said what I said, and I'm kind of torn on it, is just because I feel like those three guys, DJ, Iverson, Tolu Smith, I feel like they are playing at the level they need to play at for this team to be at its best. Mm-hmm. I agree, and, and I don't know, this team at its best, I don't know if it is a tournament team, even if they play at their best. So their best may be the NIT. Um, but I feel like those three guys right now are playing pretty close to their peak level. You know, I, I think they've, through six games, have done pretty much all you could have asked them to do. And, and that's, that's why I'm kind of somewhat optimistic about this team, is because... Th- those guys have been pretty consistent, I feel like. And what hasn't been consistent is everybody else. And you need one of those everybody else yeah. to to contribute more offensively. You just yeah. do.
0: And, and right now, it's not even a question of, you know, can they? I mean, do you, what would you do if abdul Adu had 25 points in a game? You know, just you would never expect that. No, Cam Matthews, De- Davon Smith. I mean, none of these guys strike me as, you know, just – I trust them to get double-digit points. You mentioned the guy, Jalen Johnson. That's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy that needs to – he needs to become Tyson Carter if he's going to come off the bench. He needs to be a guy that you can just bring on, and you know you're going to get some quick offense out of, and you look up at the end of the game, and he's got 12, 13, 15 points. That's that's the formula for Mississippi State to win. Um, And, of course, making their free throws. They have to do that, yeah. you know, and like I said, I I always get you know people get upset at coaching about free throws. I mean, I, I can't I can't ever get really get behind that because I know coaches emphasize free throws. I know they do. You know, and sometimes you just they're just not shooting them well. So I, I I can't put that on Howland. Now I can put some of the other issues on this team on Howland, but not that one.
1: And not only that, Howland mentioned this in post game too the other night against. Uh... Gosh, we were sitting here talking about the game. And Dayton, mm-hmm. excuse me. Uh, a lot of the misses, I think maybe three of the misses, mm-hmm. were on the front end of one and ones. Yeah,
0: yeah, they were. So you, you a end of up... those were late, too.
1: Yeah, so you, so you end up missing out on the opportunity there for like six points.
0: Yeah. Could have, State could have easily won this, this basketball game.
1: I mean, that, that's a easily game that won. you look at and say... I, don't, I mean Iverson hits the shot there at the end of regulation. By the way, he should have probably went to the line and had a chance. At yeah, the end of I thought the ball, so, but,
0: but it is what it is. It is
1: what it is. Um so it's tough to say they should have won the game when they needed that last ditch effort by Iverson to even send it to overtime. But it's still given all the free throw misses, felt like it should have won the game.
0: Yeah. They I should
1: agree. they should be right now 4 and 2.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: And if they were 4 and, if they had won
0: that game, Brian, we, we, you would it'd be a totally different would feel be totally different. Well, because that would be a quality non-conference win. Yeah, and right now, even if they win the rest of these games, they don't have. We won't have a quality non-conference win. You know, outside of maybe North Texas, but even then, that's a team that you know. Looking ahead to net rankings, a conference USA team, you know, probably in between seventy and one hundred and twenty, something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. When you look at what the SEC has done to this point, though, you see some opportunities there to maybe get some wins that you coming into the year probably wouldn't have thought even possible.
0: Yeah, don't you think? I think so. Because I mean, nobody's nobody's great. Kentucky's no. not even really that good. No. So I mean, of course, they're playing good competition. I mean, but
1: c- and you play Kentucky at the
0: perfect time. You play them early, early and at home. Yeah. I mean, not that it makes a huge difference because there's not gonna be a big crowd. But, but you'd rather play them here rather than play there. them there than rut than rough. No question about that. So let's move on over to the ladies. We'll do that after we talk about Welcome Home Beef this holiday season. You want to have a meaty Christmas? Call Welcome Home Beef. Find out if they'll ship to you. If not, well, then maybe it's worth making the drive to Starkville for some of that incredible beef they have in the coolers there. Unbelievable stuff! All different cuts of beef, not not just ribeyes and fillets, but hanger steak, steak, skirt steak, flank steak, all the best cuts of the animal, and, and even some other stuff. I, I saw. I saw. Do you know what the word "lengua" means? Lengua, the the lengua of the cow. Oh, I about said
1: that's Mississippi State's sports information director.
0: That's Lengua. <laughs> that's French. We're talking Spanish here. Lingua, The tongue. They have the tongue of the animal. Will I go that far? I don't know. I can't imagine that you would be they say it's good. scared to try such things. They say it's good. You make tacos with it. So You don't have to worry about the tongue, though. Don't worry about tasting the food that's tasting you. Just get yourself a great steak from Welcome tasting Home Beef. Tasting the food that's tasting you. Took you a second you. there. <laughs> Call them today at oh. 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Have yourself a meaty little Christmas with Welcome Home Beef. No one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. The The air raid offense was in the Humphrey Coliseum on uh, Monday. <laughs> Mississippi State bombarded Troy. A new school record, 18 three-pointers, nearly tied the men's record. The men's record was 19 uh, from a couple tied, of, it,
1: it did tie the SEC record tied the though.
0: SEC women's record as well 18 three-pointers for Mississippi State six apiece by Rakia Jackson and Sydney Cooks who had her first real big game as a bulldog uh, state easily handles uh, Troy I don't have I, I closed the, uh, the 103 to 76 thank you I closed the, the thing that had the score on it uh, Ricka with 30 uh, 26 I think for cooks or 25 That's right. yeah Um A game that if you just look at some of the stats, it might have been a little misleading. State was out-rebounded by 10 in this one. And oh, by the way, the women weren't any good at free throws either. Three of 10. Three of 10. But when you hit 18 three-pointers, it it tends to work itself out. And Mm. defensively... Isn't that something? You take 30, what is it, 37
1: mm three-pointers, and your percentage from three is 19 points higher than your percentage at the free-throw line. Yeah. They shot 49% on 37 three-pointers, yeah. but at the free-throw line, they shot 30% with nobody in their face or anything. I mean, it's baffling. But anyway, yeah, if you make 18 three-pointers, you're going to win a lot of bas- basketball games.
0: Tonight's game was the perfect uh, representation of the modern way of playing basketball. The mid-range jumper is a is a, is a a fossil at this point. Why take them? The, the, the percentage of hitting from the mid-range and from three, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Hit the threes and get the extra points. If you're not shooting layups, you're shooting threes. That is what basketball has evolved into. I know a lot of people don't like that, but that's what it is. That's the Nikki McCray system. Uh, and her team right now is executing that. Now, 76 points is a lot of points. But when you get outremounted by 10, that's going to happen. And also, they only Troy only shot 34.6 from the field, I think. thirty five, Close to 35%. Yeah,
1: and the thing is... The reason they scored 76 while only shooting that is for the second game in a row. Now, look, this one didn't matter because they made 18 three-pointers. Mm-hmm. But Troy got a ton of offensive rebounds again. Yeah. 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think had eleven second chance points. That was what did them in against South yeah. Florida was they and could not what's... I mean South Florida I don't think had a good shooting percentage, but just kept getting offensive boards and second chance points.
0: Yeah, and that's something you've got to fix. Yes. That's that's something in SEC turn in SEC play that will turn into a huge problem for Mississippi State. They've got to get that Particular And it's surprising that's happening because you've got Jessica Carter down low. You've got Sidney Cooks, who's a post player. Rakia Jackson is a good rebounder. You've got Yamaya Morris off the bench. That shouldn't be happening. Simple as that. Uh, You've got to find a way to to correct that. Otherwise, you're going to lose games you don't expect to lose uh, when SEC play starts up. But by that same token, if you're going to hit 49% of your threes and you're going to shoot that many of them, you're going to be in every game you play.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they can have games like this, and then they can have games like they had, I forget which opponent it was, one of the first couple games of the year when they outscored them like 70-something to 10 in the paint. That was, uh, yeah, that was the uh,
0: the New Orleans game.
1: So uh, which, whichever game it was, I mean, this team has now proven that if they need to go inside a lot, well, they can beat you that way, and if they need to shoot over you, well, they can beat you that way too. Um, and, and so they have shown a a tendency, I know it's early, but they've shown a tendency to be a very versatile team that whatever the opponent gives them, they are very much talented enough to take advantage of that.
0: I agree. Um, Rakia Jackson, just a tremendous game for her, scoring inside and outside. Cook's sort of doing the same thing. Maya Taylor, only one turnover on the year for her to this point. She's playing really, really good. Matharu and Jamiya Mingo-Young, are good role players for this team. This is the team we talked about the men and how they don't really have the star and how you know they feel like there's a lot of role players. This team has the stars. I think that Jackson and Carter are the stars, and then everybody else. You know, Matharu is a three point sniper. Uh, Cooks looks like she can be a little bit of an in and out kind of player. My, Maya Taylor is the prototypical point guard. Oh, she, she she's basically become Jazz Holmes. You know, not going to score a whole lot, but. Never going to turn the ball over, um, so you just got all these 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 weapons uh, for Nikki mccray Penson. That that team looks really really solid uh, in the early going. You know that loss aside to South Florida, I think that you know like we said last week, you know last year's team lost a game to West Virginia. They had no business losing. So you know sometimes an early season loss can be a good thing. Now with the way the schedules are set up, you know not as many games this year. You can't afford a whole ton of losses. You know. It's, it's sort of like baseball, right? When you look at out of conference play, you, you can look at the schedule and see how much wiggle room you actually have. Mm-hmm. And do you have, you know, you, you might have two, maybe three losses you can do if you still want to be a host. Um, I think state, you know, what do I think they're going to play in conference play? I mean, they're, they're going to win the majority of those games. I mean, what do they play? 18 games? I think that's right. Yeah, I think so. So they'll, they'll probably win anywhere from 12 to 14 if I had to guess you're just making me guess you know the South Carolina game will be tough Kentucky's tough T- Tennessee's tough Arkansas is gonna be tough but you figure out a way that Arkansas game should be very interesting because that's another team that likes to get up and down the court and shoots a lot of threes we could be a, in for a Larry bird type night when those two teams uh hook up so but that's it like I said I, I was impressed with the women uh, this evening I thought you know the three-point shooting was, was on point and I I'm excited to watch that style of play you know, it's a little something different. Not that I did. You know, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm glad that Vic Schaefer is gone because, yeah. you know, I want to change things up. You know, Schaefer could have stayed and they'd still be winning. But it is exciting when when you have a, a different kind of style of play and the team can execute it. Yeah, if you see what I'm getting at, uh, it's exciting to watch.
1: <laughs> and it was. I mean, this team had to sit on that loss at South Florida for nine days, and then they yeah. came out, and it only took a couple of minutes, and you saw which way this game was going. I mean, it was 10 nothing less than two minutes in. Cooks had a couple threes already. I think it was like 36 to 14 at, at the end, end of the end first, of the first uh, quarter. quarter yeah, yeah. I mean, Cooks had 14 points five minutes in. Like yeah. it, it was... She was... You, you want to talk about cooking? a team? Yeah, you, you might say that if you smell what Sydney's cooking. Uh, you know that... Oh, the memes are coming. Just telling you. Uh, but no... I think that you saw a little bit of one of those things that you like teams to have, that mm-hmm. resiliency, you know, bounce back, you lose, it ticks you off kind of thing. I think you kind of saw some of that
0: yeah, all, agree. come out
1: on, on Monday night. and <coughs> Not that, you know, anybody wants State to lose again that's listening to this, but if they do, mm-hmm. well, they showed tonight they to have a little bounce back in them if they ever need it.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that, so. Uh, no recruiting news today. We thought there was going to be some, but Antonio Harmon, the four star receiver out of Kosciuszko, who everybody's expecting to commit to Mississippi State, pushed everything back uh, to Wednesday. That is signing day. Uh, so we will get that that information on that day. Um, no, nothing new on the recruiting front to report as far as I can tell. Uh, some, a new offer went out, but we, you know that's something we'll we'll talk about that when it happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the re- the reporting of offers business. I'll let, I'll let uh, others handle that.
1: Yeah, because then you get into the—is it
0: a committable offer? Or I think. Well, I think today is to signing. Yeah, day. it's a committable yeah, one now. But if you're offering somebody, they you probably feel pretty good about them coming in. Yeah. Uh, to do this, all right. Let's get to these picks. It's this simple, folks. I have to go three for three to win. I need to go two for three to tie. Uh, Georgia Vanderbilt—that sort of saved me some embarrassment, right? I would have had to have picked Vanderbilt. I guess I could have. That could have been the one where I'd made the right pick. Um, but I get the feeling, Joel, this is going to look like it looked like for you at the end of the last season where I think you were like three or four games down. And I had to pick and you everything. P- and then you ended up like nine and a half out. Yeah. Um, but. I
1: don't think you can- we can have a half, but I get it. Just let
0: me have it, man. Let's go <laughs> with it. So here are the three games. Texas A&M is at Tennessee. Ole Miss is at LSU. And Alabama-Florida play in the. This is the first time we've ever picked the SEC championship game in the history of doing these picks on Thunder and Lightning or going back to the B&B show. Yeah. I think it's going to be... We're going to make it very simple here. Uh, you're going to take Texas A&M? I am. You're going to take Alabama? I am. So I'm going to take Tennessee and Florida. God help me. And then the one I don't know where you're going to go is Ole Miss LSU. Uh,
1: I don't know where I'm going to go either. Um, If LSU had done what I thought they were going to do this past Saturday... I would, have said Ol- I-, I would have said Ole Miss, mm-hmm. you know, had LSU just yeah. got their brains and right, right, right. against Absolutely. Florida. Now, after seeing that, I'm like, crap, maybe they're reinvigorated. Uh, I'm going to take LSU just for the pleasure of seeing you pick Ole Miss.
0: You are a true <laughs> son of Unbelievable. But you're going to make me say this. And I'm going to make you have to root for Ole Miss. No, no, I, I'll, I, I'm going to dinner either way. I'll just root for the tie. Maybe maybe Florida can pull off the huge upset and Tennessee can pull off an even bigger one. And then I don't give a crap what happens with Ole Miss and LSU. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll take the Rebels, much to my chagrin. What if we tie? I mean, I don't think that's – I really
1: don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's but trial but by do, combat at that point. Yeah. Okay. We have to fight. Oh. Can I pick a champion?
0: I think you cannot pick a champion. Neither can I. I think it's going to have to it's be just me versus you. Yeah, we're going to have to get in the octagon. So no, no death. It's not. It's not to the death. No, because no. you know, I don't want to have to like. Imagine if I won. Not, not the octagon. Hell in a cell. Now we're talking. <laughs> imagine if it was to the death, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry that I killed your husband, uh, Katie, but uh, he also owed me dinner. So if you could just, you know, I'll take a gift card. I mean, can you imagine that would be horrible.
1: <gasps> Didn't right. we pick where we? We have not picked. You you suggested something like a month or two ago, and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds good," but I can't remember now what it was.
0: Was it two brothers?
1: No, but I'm good with that. It was something that we had never, I had never been to, but I can't remember now what it was. So,
0: was it? WTF? No. No. Where have you not been, Commodore Bob's? I think it was a new pizza place. I think that's where ah. It was. We did pizza last year though. Yeah. yeah. So let's not do pizza. I'm good with two brothers. Two brothers I haven't been to two brothers in a while, either. I'm, 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 I'm sort of jonesing I, for it. I'm in. All right. That's where we're going to be going, and I'm going to end up having to pay. This will be a bigger miracle than when I came back on Bob in 2016. Down, I was only down one, and uh, that was the one day I picked Vanderbilt to win, and it paid off. They beat Tennessee. Huh. I remember being completely hammered in a bar in Oxford after they had won the Egg Bowl that day. Just screaming anchor down at the television because they were gonna win. And I was like, I beat Bob, I came back to win. Didn't so. didn't you drop an F bomb on Twitter? I did. That, That's the that, that, that very bad? few times. I don't know if it's ever happened again, but I did drop a uh a, an F bomb that day on Twitter. So I was drunk. Uh, over that? I was drunk. I mean I was all this debauchery. I was state beat on Miss fifty five to twenty that day. <laughs> all right. I was walking around the, the, the square like Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> was just styling and profiling, daring somebody to say something. Oh <laughs> so man! That was also yeah, I think but since then
1: you and I've joined up, and I have cleaned you up. You're you, now you'll be two in one, right? Yeah, but I was just talking about you personally. Oh, cleaned right? up! I've, I thought I've, you meant I've, you cleaned I've, me out on these I contents. Have, uh, you know, I've improved your image.
0: I, 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 I can done agree done with that. it. I can agree
1: with I you. Hadn't done that. Right.
0: <laughs> one thing before we go, we got to talk about the news of the night. There's two newses of the night. Uh, one is Lamar Jackson. He says he didn't have to go to the restroom. He I like when cramping. we delve off into these non-Mississippi State. He said he was cramping up. Yeah, he, he. I, I want to really make him make make Lamar Jackson my friend because he went the, this way. He said I didn't pull a Paul Pierce, who I despise. So congrats for that. I appreciate that reference. So that's great. That's an all-time bad beat on that game. I won the. Uh, I got my uh, pick of the day. For the uh, the uh, golden uh, moon pick of the day, I got that because I took the Ravens plus three, and then craziness happened at the end. But that's not the news of the day, in my opinion. The news of the day is Jack Nicholas wishing his granddaughter the best of luck in her new wedding and her new marriage, and she married a guy named Todger Strunk. His name is Todger, T-O-D-G, like Dodger with a T, Strunk. How much money do you have to have to be able to name your kid that and say, I don't care. Nobody's going to say anything to him. He's worth $2 billion. He went to, guess where he went to college? Harvard. That's a good choice, but it's more. let's go more Southern. One more. Uh, Yale. Yale is like, I think, north of... of, of no, <laughs> He went to Vanderbilt. His name is Todger Strunk, and he is now married to the Golden Bears' granddaughter. You know, some guys just win at life. This guy is obviously... The guy bor- has to be wearing a scarf. Oh. Like, when I hear Todger, I just... I, oh. First off, somebody... I, I'm going to go ahead and a preemptive rumblings question. Because Justin Strong asks, is that the most Ole Miss name ever? Or is it even too Ole Miss for Ole Miss? It is too Ole Miss! Even Tadarius Stallion is looking at Todger Strunk and saying, no way, man. (laughs) That can't be real. Todger Strunk could pledge any fraternity at, at Ole Miss he wanted to. He would have the pick of the litter. His name is Todger. Can you imagine... Can you imagine bringing Todger Strunk home? I'm, Matt, look, you got a daughter. We got daughters. Imagine if my daughter came in and was like, "Daddy, I want you to meet my my boyfriend, Todger Strunk." I would be like, "Get out!" I'm kind of picturing like the Bradley Cooper character in in Wedding Crashers. Like that's the, a good. That's good. That, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, yeah. There's two things Vanderbilt does. <laughs> oh my god, his name is Todger. I'm never gonna get over this. My last words when I pass away, Todd, you're strong. They're the last words that take me into the. I really interview. would like to know.
1: Like, was that something they just came up with, or is he named after someone?
0: So that's what I'm surprised by. The tweets on this are fantastic.
1: Because maybe like his mom's dad's name was Todd, and his dad's dad's Roger. name was Roger. Roger, and they were like, they hey, put let's just together. combine them. That's
0: worse. At some point, you guys are going to go, ah, Todger's not good. Why don't we just name him Roger Todd? Not a great name, but, you know. The, the fact that he's not named Todger Strunk the fifth is a huge upset, by the way. How is that not like a – that's got to be a family name. He's got to be like the fifth or sixth Todger Strunk. Todger Strunk. You do be, we do we know for sure he's not? We I don't know for sure he's not. Jack, in his tweet – didn't say anything about him being Todger There's No Roman strung. numerals there, huh? There's no Roman numerals involved. Hm. If, uh... <laughs> the, the tweets are just great. Uh, <laughs> if if you are a parent, and you're about to have a child, and you're thinking of a name for it, Todger should not be on your list.
1: All kinds of parenting advice today from... Yeah, you got some Leach from Mike
0: Leach. Brian, hey dad, there's it's just coming... That's not even direction. parenting advice, that's just common sense. <laughs> All right, will going to tell you right now, if, your name, if you name your kid Todger, if it's a boy and you name your kid Todger, and you're not filthy rich, he's going to get his ass kicked every day of his life. <laughs> he's going to walk into school and just be like, let's go. <laughs> oh, everybody, Todger's here. Whose day is it to beat him up? <gasps> Stuff him in the trash can. He better be 6'8 and 350. <laughs> you better have good genes. You're going to name your kid Todger, and you're not rich. Oh. <gasps> uh. It reminds me of that skit on family guy where Chris goes to the rich kids school and like the guy with the big lip You can't understand what he's saying. He's just like That's how I picture Todger Strunk talking.
1: Are we in danger of Todger like having some ties to anybody at Super Talk and he's gonna listen to this? You
0: know what? I don't care. Your name's Todger, buddy. You should know the jokes are coming. My last name is Heydad. You don't think I've heard the jokes? <clears throat> Experience the jokes? Uh, yeah. So I'm not worried every, about every it. time you walk through. I tell you what, if I get a phone call tomorrow from the corner office, we're like, "Hey, Todger Strunk is a big investor with ours." I'm like, you know what? I'll issue an apology. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Todger. <coughs> sorry that your parents were idiots named you Todger. <gasps> All right, oh, then. Ra- I, I felt like I needed a rant there for a second.
1: I would like to say, yeah. if, if the Strunks are listening. If, I'm sure I, you're great I, people. I, 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 I'd like to go ahead and if, issue a preemptive apology I for my I need Michael to know
0: Host. more about Todger trunk. Oh, man. If you look at it, he is the president of Athos Investment Management, according to LinkedIn. Well,
1: I'm going to say old Todger's doing a little better in the bank account than you and I both.
0: Well, that's great, but my name's not Todger. So who won that deal? <laughs> you know, who came out ahead? Who's, who's not getting roasted alive on Twitter tonight? Not Brian Haydad. Alrighty then. Hey, we did. All,
1: speaking of Leach's parenting advice, yeah. One of the reasons I think we were going late was because there was Leach press covers. Yeah. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> didn't much happen in it. Yeah,
0: nothing to talk about there. I think Will Rogers still the quarterback. The, 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 the parenting advice and the uh, three minute. The twenty twenty rant was fantastic. Twenty twenty rant yeah. was the when most. When he the, uh, you know, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you like the play at the yeah. end of it? So, yeah, that was good stuff. All right. Uh, Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. we got a lot of questions. We will answer them. Uh, there may be some Todger Strunk-related questions. If so, we will delve back into this, this hot topic uh, here on Thunder and Lightning. Until then, though, for Joel T. Coleman, Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Hopefully not owned by a subsidiary of Athos Management, <laughs> which is owned by Todger Strunk.